Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell. Grab yourself a drink and join me while I break down the week in Bravo TV news. This past week has been an eye-opener for all Americans. The testimony given by the brave Dr. Christine Blasey Ford in regards to her sexual assault by potential Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh has sparked conversations all around the country about sexual abuse, consent, and power. Parallels can be drawn between our current political landscape to recent news stories related to our beloved Bravo liberties. Specifically, Thomas Ravenel from Southern Charm, a former treasurer of South Carolina and a former candidate for the U.S. Senate, he was finally arrested on charges of alleged assault and battery to his former nanny, Dawn. Padma Lakshmi opened up about her Me Too movement in a chilling op-ed written in the New York Times. Additionally, she revealed her experiences with sexual assault that she had kept hidden for decades on Twitter. Michael Darby, the husband of Ashley Darby from The Real Housewives of Potomac, was charged with felony assault and improper sexual conduct by a Bravo cameraman. I'm here with the lovely Mercedes, and together we will tackle this mess and more on this week's episode of the Bravo Happy Hour. Welcome! Hi! So glad to be here. It's the first episode, and I had to have you because you were one of the partners in our Bravo trivia group where we won first place. Uh, cleaned house. That would be the correct term. <laughs> it was actually so aggressive. We were like counting so aggressively during. Oh, yeah. Like, thank God. We had a really, really powerful team and. Uh, Stiff competition as well because there are a lot of uh, Bravo fans here in New York. And so it was neck and neck until the end. <laughs> we actually won like a gift bag and I have a framed picture of Countess Luann's mugshot hanging in my bedroom right now. <laughs> yes. So let's just jump right into this week in news. Thomas Ravenel, former state treasurer from South Carolina and former cast member of Southern Charm, was finally charged with second-degree assault and battery on his children's nanny, Dawn. A little background. In uh, January 25th, 2015, Dawn was hired to watch Kenzie and St. Ravenel, but Ravenel decided to get fully undressed and begin touching her inappropriately, thus leading to said lawsuit. Woof. Yeah, so this is obviously not the only allegation against Thomas Ravenel, and I'm surprised that it took so long for them to finally uh, make any charges against him because there was another woman that came out. It was a daughter of 
um, a lady who said she met him on, what was it? Not, um, not, don't say Instagram. No, not Instagram. <laughs> it was a dating app. Oh. Uh, Tinder. They oh. met on Tinder and they went on a date and he sexually assaulted her. And he had paid her hush money not to say anything, but then the daughter is the one who brought forth the allegations. But oh. this week, she's actually recanted the statement and everybody's kind of saying that maybe she got paid off by Thomas's team. But, I mean, I don't know. I want to see the receipts on that. Like, I want to go to yeah. Ravenel's lawyer and be like, I need a ledger of all that has gone out. In the I think there's been so many because apparently JD's been involved um, <laughs> with some of these sexual assaults as well. I mean, but I think him and uh, Liz are still together, but... I do know that his name has come up more than once. Well, they are partners in crime. Like, you know yeah. the two lecherous old yeah. men with their tight white pants and their... But you know snuggles. that J.D. ran through all of Liz's inheritance money. He got sued for uh, Gentry Bourbon. <laughs> and now he, like, is out of money as well. So I don't know what he's doing for money. Thomas obviously still has old family money, but... Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like, what is his old family money? I feel like that's going to run dry eventually. Like... I don't know. I feel I like people in politics always have like some well of money that they have, some old contract where they still so get fed into the con- like especially in the south, forget it. Yeah, his family probably like have like coal money, like money deep in wells yeah. and yeah. money and like I don't even know. Way back to the Rockefellers or something. Exactly. <laughs> so a statement from Don said the following, there's a need for accountability here. There are children involved. My main concern is for the health and safety of others, so that is a priority for me. Don also stated that the Ravenel kids and hers Hers, too, I guess, were exposed to constant alcohol and drug use. Um, Like, that's not surprising. He kept them in the back house, I think, like, for a reason. Yeah, but what makes me really happy is that Catherine actually has custody of them right now. She's posted pictures with the kids. She's posted um, different kind of quotes on Twitter saying, you know, I'm so glad everything's kind of come full circle and things are how they should be. She seemed to be doing very good with her sobriety. And after basically her comeback tour where everybody is totally on her side with the girl power with Naomi and Chelsea and everybody like this is just a big redemption for Catherine in my eyes to finally have everything come to light everybody see Thomas who for who he is and also to finally like have the authorities involved because for so long they were against her yeah well she always said it was the good old boys club and she Mm -hmm. said it's finally going down and I think you know for so many years, he gaslit her on screen. You know, she's crazy. She's a crazy drunk bitch. Yeah. No, she's 22. Yeah, exactly. She's a 22-year-old girl who got wrapped up in this love affair with you and this TV show and fame and all this stuff. And, you know, we, like, I hated her for a couple seasons. Not she looked hated. crazy. She, she looked, looked crazy. crazy. Yeah. And, you know, hindsight is so clear in this case because now, okay, he's with Ashley. Yeah. Oh, I mean... <laughs> So well, obviously not he's not in jail. So that He's not in jail yeah. right now and him and Ashley are currently vacationing together and obviously still dating because a lot of people have seen them throughout South Carolina like out and about on their boat, um just kind of relaxing by the beach like <laughs> So they're still actively together, but tying it back to Brett Kavanaugh, like, Kavanaugh's been part of the Good Old Boys Club, Good Old Boys Club <laughs> in Yale, it's the same parallel, and it's just like, we see it all the time on our TV screens with T-Rav, but now it's getting national attention, and it's like, yeah. hey, hey, we've seen this, like, right? hopefully it's gonna end the same way that T-Rav does, but I mean... We'll see after the FBI investigation. (laughs) Oh, God, we'll see. But I'm wondering, yeah, how does Ashley feel on all of this? She has been totally silent on social media lately, which, like, good, goodbye. Like, we don't really care. Yeah, so I read that Ashley was essentially trying to make a comeback story for herself (laughs) after she got so much 
for backlash on her behavior from her season um, and that apparently she's staying with him because she thought that he was still going to be shooting for Bravo. Obviously, this is just hearsay. She thought he was going to be shooting. She thought she would get a better shot in like on screen and that people would come to like her. But Bravo's cut all ties with Thomas. Yeah. So where, where is she going to come in? Like, who's she going to fuck? Who's she going to try to go after? Chef? Sh yeah, she tried going after Chef. And she tried going like, Craig. She tried going after Austin. Like, and all the guys were like, uh, "You're crazy! No way! You're literally dating our friend on yeah. TV." Yeah, <laughs> she's been excommunicated by Pat. Like, oh, not happening. Like, she can't even show face in Gwen's. No, ever. no. Are you, are you Catherine's best friend? Her family owns Gwen's. Yeah, so it's not gonna happen. <laughs> oh my God, poor Ashley. But yeah, fuck those people. T. Rap mm -hmm. is getting what he deserves. Thank God. And it was amazing. When I woke up on Tuesday morning and saw that, I, my jaw dropped. I'm like, I can't believe justice is going to be served a little bit, you know? Yeah, I mean, hopefully. Because Nanny Dawn has come out. She's never kind of, like, changed her story. It's always yeah. been very consistent. And she has no reason to lie. She doesn't work for the family anymore. She's not getting anything out of it. So... I don't know. It seems like a good, credible witness against Thomas, and I'm interested to see how it goes. Uh, yes, I am so teamed on. Um, and speaking of taking sides, Carol Radswell and Andy Cohen have been feuding this week. Andy Cohen was featured on Jerry O'Connell's new show, Play by Play, mm. which we'll get to. <laughs> he was in a segment um, regarding the fight between Carol and Bethany, and it was asking whose side are you on or whatever. Andy Cohen came out and said, I thought it was very Trumpian of her, and I was very surprised by that. What show is she watching? All I was doing was pointing out, yeah, you've both been talking shit about each other. I wasn't saying anyone was talking more shit or not. We were both talking shit about each other. You knew we were going to show the receipts, blah, 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 blah. But you both were talking shit about each other, so get over it. So let's get this on the table. Are you Bethany or Team Carol? I'm neither. I mean, I'll be quite honest, because... Carol is saying, you know, you were so you were talking crap about me. I just didn't want to be there for you. Bethany was really nasty this season to Carol. Totally. I mean, oh, you don't have a job. You don't have kids. I'm sorry. It's 2018. Like, do people need to have kids in order to be successful? I yeah. mean, that's kind of like an old idea that people have. And I get it. Like, congratulations if you have kids. So she was like equally mean to Carol, but Carol wasn't there for her because I think Carol was kind of over Bethany's crap. So I think they were both going at each other for different reasons. And I don't think one was right and one was wrong. I just think they couldn't see what each other's reasons were. And it created like this big rift. Everybody felt it. And at the end of the day, there was no resolution. They still don't talk at all. Mm -hmm. And Carol's been fired. And did Andy get too involved with it? Absolutely. He said on Jerry O'Connell's show, which, uh, I mean, let's just say three of the four hosts on Jerry O'Connell's <laughs> show do not watch Bravo. And you can tell that's very Side obvious. <laughs> But he said, he was like, we were recording for so long. It was like the ninth hour talking about the Nutcracker. And I just wanted to get an answer. And I was just trying to get something out. So I think editing played a part in the whole, how everything came out on the reunion. But I'm definitely down the middle. Not one or the other. And I used to love Bethany, but this season, no. I, like, I've grown less of a fan of Bethany. Yeah, I kind of agree with everything you said. I think Carol was a little bit flippant with, like, Bethany's emotions. Like, yes. I feel like as It's someone... the hippocampus! <laughs> it's her hippocampus! <laughs> she can't help it! It's enlarged! 
<laughs> I just feel like, you know, Bethany is obviously going through so much with that psycho ex of hers, with the businesses, with mm. her own life. She has no family. And, you know, she doesn't really confide in anyone. And I think she did, like, kind of confide in Carol and yeah. have her be, like, her mouthpiece a little bit. At the time that Carol wasn't really there for Bethany, she was actually in LA comforting her friend who had had a husband pass away. Yes, like... But it was a very wealthy friend in LA, and so there were some people in the New York social scene that said that Carol was being a little bit opportunistic at the time, because hmm. allegedly she's run through the $50 million fortune that she got after Anthony's death, and so she kind of latches on to people that kind of pay her way. Bethany paid for her to go on trips. like, And so this was a wealthy friend. She was being there for the wealthy friend and maybe like kind of took this opportunity to get in because she still needs a position in society to hold, but she doesn't have the money to support it. So I think there was some of that that like never came out and was never really part of the scene. That's really interesting, but you would think that maybe like... There were in rumors that, that her and Bethany had a, like they were in a lesbian relationship. I don't oh. know how much I believe that. I don't know. I mean, but that could also explain why Bethany is so upset about this. Very like, emotional you know, about she it. was, in- yeah, incredibly emotional. And Carol yeah. was so stoic. So I could actually see them, like, getting it on one night. like Probably, because with Bethany and Jill back in the early seasons of New York City, she was, like, trying to work things out with Jill. She was trying to get her to see where she was coming from. Really until Jill was like, no, I want nothing to do with you. I want nothing to do with it. And nothing to do with you. And then Bethany was like, okay, fine. I get it. I'm done, and I'm moving on. Once she was moving on, and everybody, like, was not on Jill's side, then Jill went crawling back to her, and Bethany was like, no, like, you told me 50 times that you were done with me. And this was a very different dynamic than, like, hey, I'm trying to make things work. I'm trying to make things work. Bethany was like, I'm trying to make things work, uh, but you have no life. You don't have a job. You don't have a... Like, no, that's not how you work things out with people. Totally. Um, and it was always at these dinner parties, never one-on-one. And I just, it was a totally different dynamic. So that's why I kind of gave way to the lesbian allegations. But maybe Carol's just like asexual. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, she was with Adam, but Adam was really young. He could have been a swinger. He could have been into that. I, he, who knows? Like totally. guys in Brooklyn, they're into anything. <laughs> no, I think that is all... Really, really true. But I don't know. I guess we'll see how it plays out. But it is kind of sad. I read recently that Carol said the only person she's friends with from the cast is Ramona, which is, like, hilarious. Like, what does that say about you? Yeah. (laughs) That's very bad. And And also, like, Bethany just went through all this stuff with... Oh, um, Dennis. Dennis' passing. So you would think that Carol would just be a little bit empathetic. No, she made a comment that she sent Bethany a note, but I'm like, that's the most significant person Bethany's dated for a few years now. And there was even rumors that he had actually proposed in April. Um, and that died suddenly. Okay. Allegedly due to overdose, but he had had like painkillers for his lower back. Um, but yeah, that was so instant. And then it wasn't only Bethany dealing with that. Dennis was still married. The wife was definitely like involved with the funeral and things like that. Didn't want Bethany there. He has kids. Like there was all of that involved. So I don't even know how Bethany got through it. And I don't even know how she's joining next season because uh, they're going to be recording the recovery oh, of all of that. I, I do not know why she's doing it again. You know, this past season she was so stressed out. It was constantly like, you don't understand what's on my plate. It's like, you have to get off the show. Be a mom. Be right. present in your life. Like, you don't need this. Like, you have yeah. the fame. Like, you have the notoriety. And I feel like in a couple of years, like, you know, once Brynn is, like, growing up and whatever, and, like, her life kind of settles, the shit with Jason, like, just chills out. Like, 
I feel like yeah. she can get on another show. She could be on another show. She could she be... did it successfully before exactly. in the earlier seasons. She left. She had Bethany ever after Bethany getting married. She did all that. She even had her TV show, which didn't go anywhere. Still, and then, there was like over a hundred episodes, right? Like, and she came back stronger than ever. Like New York, like she's made for New York. She can take a step back, really like focus on herself. I don't think that she really looks like into herself and like really answers these deep down questions. And you can even see it through her um, therapy sessions with Dr. Amador when he would say like, you're being aggressive because to me, your fear is coming out as like, you're strong and you're aggressive, but really it's fear. Yeah. And she like never addresses that and never kind of deals with that. So I think there's obviously a lot of deeper issues, but she's so busy. When is she ever going to pay attention to them? Who knows? Or go to a therapist that's not on screen. Right. Oh, absolutely. Like any therapist you do see on screen, like, that is such a contrived conversation. The producer, like, I, there's just no growth that can actually happen in a therapy no. session that's being filmed and played to millions of people every week. Like, yeah. Come on. Yeah. I agree. Gretchen Rossi is now weighing in on the lawsuit that Jim Bellino was filing um, for Tamara Judge and Shannon Bedore after they appeared on Heather McDonald's Juicy Scoop podcast and completely slandered um, Jim Bellino. So the comment that they made on the Juicy Scoop podcast um, implied that people uh, are going to stop going to their business, the trampoline business, because people have been left paralyzed. Yeah, yeah. Which, yeah, not good press. It's not the best press, but it's, like, I don't know. I feel like they weren't really trying to be vicious. Yeah, yeah. they're not going to the New York Post and saying, like, post, uh, I need you to research all the articles about people being paralyzed from trampoline parks and see how many of them <laughs> are owned by Jim Bellino. Like, that's not the case. Exactly. And guess what, Jim? A lot of people don't like you. Are you going to sue everybody? I mean, but I also heard that he's, like, so far in debt, he's, like, reaching for straws and that the divorce from Alexis was actually to save her from needing to be uh, financially liable to pay for a lot of the money that he owes in debts. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. He was a shisey motherfucker on the show. And Absolutely. he was so weird. And he was one of those men that kind of like Joe Judice, obviously, like a bad man. Like, he would talk down to his wife to such an extent, like, baby, you wouldn't understand about business. It's like, And let me tell you what, Alexis is a 10 and Jim is a negative two. Right? So, like, he should have been so lucky to have somebody like that exactly. that was actually interested in him to actually sleep with him. Oh I God, mean, maybe we're going to get sued because of that, too. I don't know. Right? I know. Well, I'm <laughs> We get some good press. <laughs> so Jim is now seeking a million dollars in damages yeah. from the two of them. But Gretchen Rossi has now been dragged into this because Jim contacted her directly saying, you know, sh- they wanted her to weigh in on the situation because she had been in a similar case a couple years back. Um, and Gretchen basically, you know, wrote this fucking sob story on her Instagram saying, like, I didn't want to participate. I was subpoenaed. Yeah. I'm not trying to get any more attention. Like, um, yeah, right, girl. Mm, Gretchen yeah, right. Ute. You're still dating Slade, who was like the notorious thirst monkey of trying to get on any Bravo show that would give him any airtime. <laughs> any Hello. show ever. They were he was helping five guys to date Joe. Oh, remember my God, after I Joe? About that. Yeah, yeah. That whole five episode arc. Yeah. <laughs> but he, they were on like a tiny little segment of Sasha Baron Cohen's new show. Where they got punked or yeah, pranked. Yeah, they yes. basically got yeah. punked. Uh-huh. And, you know, those two idiots were like, we'll sign up for anything, as long as there's a camera involved. They were also on Marriage <laughs> Boot Camp, which, I mean, so many of the housewives currently, Kim Richards is on Marriage Boot Camp. Which is tragic. Yeah. Because it's not her boyfriend. No, they haven't had sex in six years. And he said, like, I'm not attracted to you. And she's like, you're old looking. Like, this is not a relationship 
like this is a weird I mean she needs money so hey you know yeah. you gotta you I gotta guess all that, that money from Escape from Witch Mountain has dried up <laughs> or Sharknado <laughs> oh yeah yeah I forgot about that one. Oh my god yeah she is rich <laughs> but yeah I don't I don't think Jim's gonna win this one sorry Jim I don't think so either if if they were smart they would counter sue for like undue stress you know and I I would be hilarious if they won the countersuit against Jim Bellino. not that he would pay because I don't think he has the money to but it would just be funny if they did. Well, I've been seeing on Instagram that Alexis has been posting pictures of herself, like, in front of green screens and, like, on sets. So I'm wondering if they're kind of, like, you know, this season's going to be kind of stale. At least they have Gina and Emily to kind of mix it up, who I've been loving both of them. Unpopular uh, opinion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's Bellino. Take out Vicky. Take out Tamara. Like, oh, we need to totally... <laughs> Vicky and Tamara are stale potato chips. Like, they're so <laughs> hard to stomach. Yeah. I just can't anymore. Yeah, they've really got to go. Vicky is like, she's like not, you know, I think like you can age on the housewives and be like Ramona, oh, who's just like shameless, stunning, hot, stunning. you know, wild, like, Ramona, not, like dating, having absolutely. fun, but Vicky- And still classy. Totally. Vicky is on the other end of the spectrum giving a young new cast member any type of marriage advice. Ooh. Are you kidding me? Which- this goes back to Jerry O'Connell's show because the guys kept saying, oh, Vicky, with your two marriages, with your two marriages, she was not married to Brooks. They kept saying she was married to Brooks. No, she was married to Michael and Brianna's real dad, biological dad, and she was married to Don. She dated Brooks. She was not married to Brooks. And then she's dating Steve now. And yeah. so it's like all these relationships and you're going to give somebody advice because now you're this like Christian God-fearing woman. <laughs> yeah. Like what? Yeah. Have you been watching yourself? She like, is truly the biggest hypocrite on television, and it's getting a little insufferable because Gina, it, it's like, old. for it's what? Old. I do believe Gina is being a little, you know, reserved about her divorce, but one, yeah. it's her first fucking season on a reality show. Yeah. She's going through a really crappy thing. She has little kids. Like, I heard that her husband actually, um, because of his job, legally cannot appear on the show at all. Wow. Um, and I don't know. I don't know if you know this, but like one of the cast members of Summer House was actually fired from his job for appearing on the show. Oh, yes, Carl. Yes, he was actually yeah. a medical rep for one of the companies that I worked for. Um, and so Gina's husband is like kind of in a similar thing. I don't think that has anything to do with a divorce. However. I do think that she's better suited for a franchise like Jersey um, because totally. she just doesn't mesh with the OC women. They're a little bit too blasé, a little bit fake, like not real. Yeah. Um, Jersey's a little bit more real, a little bit more raw, and I think Gina would fit in there a lot better, obviously, because any shows that have been done in Long Island have failed miserably. Which is unfortunate. Like, I'm a Long Island girl, and I know yeah. some crazy ladies, like, who But I think it's a bit too much. Yeah. For, like, the mainstream <laughs> it's, America. It's truly, like, a little microcosm of yeah. a personality of an because attitude. Because Princesses Long Island was... Bad. It was yeah, just no. like terrible. And then what was it? Secrets and lies. Yeah, oh, secrets like, and lies. But even like mm. the name of that is so backhanded. Ouch, like, that's yeah. all we are. Secrets yeah. and lies. Yeah. Like, no. No. Oh my god. Mm. <laughs> well, on the other end of the spectrum, Padma Lakshmi from Top Chef wrote a really powerful um, Me Too piece in the New York Times uh, detailing her rape when she was 16 by a 23-year-old man that she'd been dating for a few months. She never reported it or told anybody because she was in shock and ashamed of the situation. So Lakshmi stated, I think if I had at the time named what happened to me as rape, 
and told others, I might have suffered less. She reflected in the piece, noting she was still a virgin at the time of the incident. Looking back, she said, I now think I'd let my rapist off the hook and I let my 16-year-old self down. Um, this piece was really intense. Uh, we've obviously seen Padma as a host of Bravo's Top Chef for many, many seasons. Um, so I think a lot of viewers feel like they kind of know her. They kind of know her background. Um, and she was, if anybody read the piece, she was basically penetrated while she was asleep and her boyfriend told her at the time that he thought it would hurt less if she was sleeping um which is very you know kind of painful memory to have and it kind of affected her relationships after so i think she came out with this only because dr blasey ford and i don't think that a lot of women would be coming out with their stories had it not been for dr ford testifying so it's always so shocking to hear these republicans and a lot of people saying that like oh, yeah, you know, we're sorry what happened to you, but we know it's not true. But we know, like, there's no evidence. But we know, like, that doesn't mean it didn't happen. And it doesn't... So it's... The line right now I think America has to decipher is, like, what do we believe? How much evidence do you need? There are people that make it up. I understand that. But, like, if nobody has any motive to bring it up, then what's the real reason? I I don't think the Democrats are paying Dr. Blasey Ford $40,000 to come through and ruin her lot. Right? No way, it's not happening. And I feel like for Padma, like, I feel like certain types of women, like, you kind of have to stand up when you do have, like, this ability to have a platform and people listen. And then people criticized her, saying, oh, she's a liar, she's a liar, she ruined that guy's life, X, Y, and Z. It's like... She never even said his name. Yes, it's... She hasn't even said her daughter's, like, biological father. Like, she's a very private person. Exactly. And for her to come out into the New York Times, like, a major news source to kind of say, like, this is my story, like... Just because I didn't say anything, you know, 32 years later, I'm actually speaking about it. Like, that takes so much courage. There's so much shame and guilt associated with abuse, especially sexual abuse. And you know what? Better late than never. And you know what? Here we are talking about it. People will listen and consider these types of things. And also, you know, she's a young daughter. And she said, like, you know, now she's talking to her eight-year-old daughter and saying, like, you know, if anyone touches you in your private parts or makes you feel uncomfortable like you yell loud and you get out of there like no one can put their hands on you she talks about not only the actual rape by her boyfriend but also being sexually molested by a family member of her stepfather when she was young as well and that when she told her parents they sent her to india to live for a year and so in her mind it was like hey if you say anything you're banished yeah and i feel like a lot of women that's why they don't come forward because oh, you want to be like Dr. Blasey Ford and get death threats and have to leave your house and yeah. have to not live the same life you wanted to because you spoke the truth. Like, that is a reality for a lot of people. And people that haven't experienced that, I'm sure they don't understand the gravity of it, but I would just hope that people would be a little bit more empathetic to people that do come forward and try to see all aspects of it because I don't think, as a culture, we really kind of have discussions about things or try to understand where somebody else is coming from. It's always about, like... My way, my thinking, if you're not on that train, like, get off and move out of the way, and I'm just going to keep going with what I think. That is absolutely true. Um, Andy and Tom Colicchio both applauded Padma's bravery and commended her for speaking up on Twitter and various other social platforms, and I think it's amazing. Padma, keep doing you. You are truly the greatest. I saw her do, like, a speaking tour for one of her books a couple of years ago, and, like, Andy was moderating it. And just Andy's the, a great moderator. He's Let me truly just say that. the best host yeah. I've ever seen. I mean, we saw him at the Tribeca TV Festival, like, you know, two, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, yeah. And he's just so captivating, and he can speak to people so comfortably. He gets great questions. He asks at the right time. Yeah. Uh, when we saw him at the Tribeca TV, film, uh, tri- TV Festival, 
he had Sonia, Dorinda, Tinsley, and one of the producers from the yeah, show. Lisa and Shannon, I believe. Yeah. Who, she was and amazing, too. There was just so much back and forth, and it was, like, everything that we wanted to know, and it was just phenomenal. Yeah. He is the best. Love you. Love you. Um, so, Kim Zolciak, who was the former star of... Uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta. Atlanta. But now she is the star of Don't Be Tardy, which is a show all about her family. Um, she's been accused of photoshopping her four-year-old daughter's body after Kim and her older daughter, Brielle, shared the exact same photo, but it appeared to be with two different versions of Kaya. So Kaya is four years old, and in the photo, she has altered, like, the slope of this little nose, girl's nose yeah. and then gave her a little fat ass. <laughs> like, yeah. a little... But, like, it is so wildly inappropriate. And, like, Kim, obviously, has been, like, accused of Photoshopping and... Everything. Every single thing. What kills me is that Kim vehemently denies any plastic (laughs) surgery. Honey Boo Boo, we have just watched Real Housewives of Atlanta Season 1 this past weekend on Bravo. (laughs) And let me tell you what... You were not looking anything like you were looking at now. And I'm talking about those tired wigs. I'm talking about the <laughs> nose. I'm talking about the lips. I'm talking about the chin. Everything is so different. That is not plastic surgery. What is it? Exactly. What is it? Because it's not like a stroke surgery. It's not like anything. So I just can't believe. So obviously I think she has body dysmorphia disorder. That's exactly what I was going to come and say because her transformation and her lack of awareness to like how she's actually looking like for a while she was looking beautiful. Great. She was looking phenomenal. There's always that moment with celebrities where they. It goes too much. It's just that that goes over over the the edge. I mean Kim Kardashian like I feel like she's like over this hump where it's like oh now you look. I don't know if you've seen recent pictures of Brandy Glenn <gasps> but there was some posted, and those fillers. She, she reminds me of the person oh. from the Saw, like oh. that white face from it's the so Saw. So unfortunate. So and they say that the fillers are supposed to go down, but it's like, oh, I just why? feel like it's not necessary. Like women can age gracefully, and you can also get work done in moderation and look fantastic. Let's talk about the wives that have aged gracefully. Leah and Black. Look great. Leah Black, meh, debatable. <laughs> a little bit. I think she's uh-huh. really hot. Whatever. Camille Grammer. <laughs> totally. And she looks her age. She looks appropriate. Ramona's the goddess. Like, I mean, you cannot touch her. Ramona for her age, stunning. Even Dorinda. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Dorinda's Even looking good. Dur- and, she's and, looking- and 
And they're older than Carol, and Carol does not look good. No, because Carol, like, spent all those summers in the south of France tanning. Like, I don't even know if tanning, I don't know if it's her smoking, I don't know, like, if she has any other habits, but it is not (laughs) good. Who no, else? No, no, and Vicky no. Olmosen is, you know, No, all no, she's... Ter- and Gretchen Rossi is <gasps> not... She's the mini Vicky. She's not looking good either. And she used to be so pretty. Totally. Like, very, all very pretty. All of them are all so beautifully, like, natural and different and special looking. Like, hey, you can get tan and look good because Teresa Giudice looks still pretty hot for her I age. Mean, yeah. She Teresa really does. And Tamara. Like, Tamara's aging... I mean, Tamara's got so much Botox, though. She has that weird thing when she scrunches her oh, nose. Yeah. Well, it was like Kim in the in the you know the last like moment of like the Atlanta reunion where she's in that room and you see her face. It's like, oh my god, you can't even move your Can you nose. Move it? And her nose was like and scrunched <laughs> up and stuck there. Tamara, for as good as you look, I don't need to see you butt naked in Mexico, like running all over no, the place. Like I, I really don't. That's like a cry for help. Like, I just, uh, you come on. If I was your twelve year old daughter. I would be mortified. Because all my friends see you naked, and it's like, is that your mom? Yeah. I don't know. She sings, too. I don't know. The whole thing. And you know what? I have, like, my own beef with Tamara. Like, <laughs> you know? My own beef. Barney like, beef. Right? Oh, wait. No, I'm sorry. A <laughs> judge beef. beef. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. But, you know, I think... As much as as demented as Tamara is, I really don't think she would Photoshop her four year old no. daughter. Well, she's not picture. legally allowed to post pictures of the kids. I don't think. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is so dark. <laughs> but you know, this is not really surprising for Kim. She no. is definitely you know. What like, kills me is that like Brielle was also equally beautiful. And she's gone down the same scary tunnel oh, yeah. that Kim does. And I had hope for Ariana, but Ariana, oh, when she's in the, there, she's in there. And I'm like, oh, Ariana was oh, hoping that you'd be like, because you know, out of Tr- Teresa Giudice's kids, she has the one daughter. Gabriella. Oh, she's stunning. Gorgeous. She doesn't want to be on social media. She doesn't want her mom tagging her. She's absolutely gorgeous. Now, not to say that Gia isn't uh, beautiful and the other girls aren't. Melania, that little powerhouse steamroller. She is She's so saucy. Yeah, she's so saucy. pizza, you old troll. <laughs> but also, the little one, um, Teresa was getting a lot of oh, flack for... Um, having a midriff during her ninth birthday party and I think for she Adriana. Wearing, she was wearing a little bit of makeup, you know, yeah, a, little, a little belly shirt. I was like, it's her birthday. She's, She's a birthday girl. And her mom, you know, her mom's in show business, of course. Yeah. Like, kids do grow up, you know, grow up a little faster. But I don't know. There's something innocent about her that, you know, Kim sexualizing her four-year-old little oh. daughter who is beautiful. Like, beautiful. Her children, like, Kim... For, yeah. you know, warts and all, she makes some beautiful kids. Beautiful like, kids. Those little boys, like, <gasps> yeah. oh, they're Corey so... Corey helped, but, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I also wonder what's going on with her chef, Tracy, that she's, like, a pure bull of light. <laughs> like, she's she's amazing. So nice. She is kind of was, like, the the redeem, redeeming quality uh, on Don't Be Tardy. Although, let's just me. say, like, I don't think that Tardy for the par- party should be going on still, because after the whole Six stuff with seasons. the Atlanta... Reunion. I think everybody just really like is not here for Kim Zolci. I fear man anymore in the Bravo world. Elsewhere, I mean, I don't know. You know, her whole thing was like, you know, they edited me out to seem like a racist, and it's like, no, babe, you said the words. Like, yeah. regardless of what editing is, like, you said the words. Like, context. Yeah, they didn't put the words in your mouth. Exactly. Yeah. And you know what? 
living in Atlanta and having a majority of your friends be African-American women, yeah. if you can't articulate how you feel about them or how what the situation is with a little bit of grace, yeah. like, it just says a lot about you. And she's, you know, she's an idiot. And, you know, it's really... And they're, and they're another Bravo family that's, like, running through their money beyond oh, their means. The amount of clothing and cars and shit that they are buying, it's, like... Croy's not working, you know? Tardy for the party's going to be canceled. Um, What are you doing for residual income? Like, are your royalties that much? I mean, I know they're a lot, but I don't think they're that much to pay for that lifestyle. No, you know, her shows aren't going into syndication. Right, exactly. (laughs) Or, you know. They're um, not even on rerun right now or available on the Bravo app. (laughs) (laughs) I checked. Yeah, I think Cashmere is probably just going to be selling, you know, off the racks. I I did hear on Twitter that Cashmere was actually a good product. So kudos for that. Yeah. Oh, and Brielle is selling, uh, like, telephone cases, like, really cute telephone cases. Mm. I don't know. They're not, like, you know, Kylie Jenner. I was going to say that. Oh, <laughs> taking a page out of Kylie's book. Yeah, but I, I don't know. Maybe they're doing successful. Maybe we should look at stats next time. I'll bring my finance paperwork and <laughs> we can compare Bravo companies. Well, recently, I think Kim Zolciak was talking with Heather McDonald, too, not to bring her podcast up again, but Heather was like, oh, so like, is Brielle ever going to go to college? And she's like, why would Brielle go to college when she has a really successful business on Instagram? You and need I'm to like, know how to run that business and yeah. you need to know how to scale it. And Ooh. when you're 32... Right. You know, what are you going to really have? You know, 10 years from now, it's going to be a little bit different than where you are right now. Like, Right. People that are buying the products maybe aren't going to be watching you at 32. Yeah. And, like, what are you going to be? Well, I guess she'll be on, like... She'll be married, married. to somebody with Yeah. Money. She might do, like, the Gina Kehoe daughter route. Like, marry, like, a hot... Well, yeah, she was married... But Gina that. Kehoe was a lot more normal than... Totally, real. Beerman. She calls herself Beerman? Yeah, she does. Um, but, well, her ex-boyfriend is actually doing well in the White Sox right now. Oh, he's like a Michael. major league yeah. player? I he's thought he was just playing. like... Uh, he was in the league. minors when they were dating on Don't Be Tardy, but now he's actually doing quite well in pitching for the White Sox. Oh, wow. Yeah, right. pretty, well, but he has a new girlfriend. They've been together for a while, so, you know, R.I.P. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> his relationship with Brielle. Oh, God, the Zelsiak. Beerman mm. family. It is just such a... It's it such a shit show that. that keeps on giving. Truly. And, <laughs> you know, I had to stop following Kim on, like, my personal Instagram because it was just getting, like, too much. It's, it's like, a lot. you know, the gifts, the spending, the kids, the dogs, like, the Like, who, who are you fooling? Right? Like, <sighs> yeah. Uh, it's all... It's all gonna come crumbling down kind of soon. And unfortunately... I can't wait to see it. Like, <laughs> and it happens a lot with a lot of Bravo celebrities. Gretchen and Slade, a perfect example. Like, yeah. You know, they were, they oh, were the top Lynn of the Curtain. show. Let's oh. go back to that OC. An eviction scene with both of your daughters answering the door. Oh. Like, that is was she, one of the top five worst She's still hawking her bracelets, by the way. And they're expensive. They're expensive and they still like, they look like they were made in early 2000s. Oh. Like, <laughs> to I made with your sky top. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I don't know. But, well, I mean, she's had her own issues with those girls, you know, but like, you know, that's a story for another day. (laughs) (laughs) There would definitely be a story in the news about them. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, moving on to our last story of the night, Michael Darby, um, husband of Ashley Darby from the Real Housewives of Potomac was charged with sexual assault on a cameraman on the set of the Real Housewives of Potomac. Um, it was, oh my God, wait, he's 72 years old. (gasps) No. Wait. Oh my God. Whoa! 
Literally, like, this article in People Magazine. He's 72, He's November 1st, 1945. Oh, my God. Okay, wait. So, okay, so starting from the beginning, Ashley Darby, she's 30 years old. She's on The Real Housewives of Potomac. She's amazing. I do love her. She's, she's married great. to this old-ass Australian man who we obviously just found out is 72 years old. 72, November 1st, 1945. Oh, wow. my grandma was born in 1944. Wow. What is that? <laughs> Wow. Oh my god. Okay. So Michael was charged with the felony assault and misdemeanor for improper sexual conduct because he was caught touching um, and groping a cameraman on set on September 1st while filming an episode of the show. What the fuck? Like, so Michael Darby has in the past always been a creep. Like, it's kind of known. Okay. Let's go through the history of (laughs) quote unquote. Allegations of Michael Darby. This the all historian season <laughs> one when um, Giselle said that he was grabbing Katie Rose's boyfriend's butt. Do you remember that? Oh yeah. And Ashley was like, "It's just a joke. He's just joking. Ha ha." Um, okay. All the women were like, "Totally not funny. A little bit weird. Whatever." So then, in between seasons, is when Michael was outed. For allegedly having a tryst with a man in London that he met on Grinder, and the guy came out with it and posted naked pictures that Michael had sent him. So then on the reunion of season two, Michael said, check my passport. I wasn't even London. This wasn't my picture. Blah, blah, blah. Because it didn't have the picture of the face. Yeah. Uh, the body I mean, didn't, for me, the it body. It was a little buff. Yeah. Him. Now Michael's that I know he's 72 years, years old. Yeah. He doesn't And then there like was that. also the other episode where he was like uh, checking out drag queens in a gay club and he was like, oh, I'm looking for Ashley. Like, yeah. I don't know. I feel like there's too many things. Add that on top of the fact that this whole last season, season three, he was skating and dancing around. Not wanting to have kids with Ashley. Yeah. With no excuse as to why. She is a tiny, gorgeous piece of booty. She is <laughs> fun, funky, gorgeous, yoga-loving, hip, and you don't want a star of a TV show. Like, she's got yeah. this shit going on. Yeah. And he did. He did, clearly doesn't want to have kids with her. Absolutely. Like, I know. mean, the way that he spoke about her mother and her mother's mothering skills, like... That was just a telltale sign. Like, you need to leave this man. He literally oh, yeah, thinks yeah. this is... And he is a father already. And it was a terrible yeah. father to his kids. Yeah. So why do you think, like, he's going to want to make all of those mistakes again with you when you're young, you have, like, your whole life ahead of you? It's just... He's been alive longer than you've been alive, Ashley. Like... But I'm really proud that I, this cameraman actually came said out something. and said something. And it is very telling. When Bravo took so long to really boot T-Rav from Southern Charm, totally. they waited until things were investigated, they wanted to have credible evidence. He's assaulted men on camera before. Yeah. It just wasn't an employee. So this is very disturbing. And why would you not think anything of it? Like, honestly, he's 72. What if he really was gay? A lot of men were gay in the 70s and 80s and got married and had kids and they came out later in life because it was a little bit more socially acceptable. So he's of that era. He's of that generation. So maybe he never wanted to come out with it because it wasn't socially acceptable. And I mean, you know what? If him and Ashley have an arrangement where they understand that and she's okay with that, more power to them. Like, yeah. by all means, just don't have him anywhere where he's doing that to people in your work environment. Yeah. Also, you know... This person's filming you. They see you, like, every all day. the time, every single day. You know, you probably have certain inklings, and this probably wasn't the first time. This was probably the first time it ever was taken to an extent where yeah. the guy was like, I need to say something, and I need to stand up for this. And, yeah, Bravo's quick reaction to take him off air and to suspend him, like, that shows the severity of the situation. 
And it, right. it, it improves that it did happen, and it's unacceptable, and Bravo won't stand for it. And you know what? Good. I'm glad that they're actually standing up for this, but I cannot wait for it to play out on screen. Oh, I, I hope, hope it does. But then it's like it a lawsuit thing, and then it brings up a whole... Because, you know, just think about it. You know, Shannon and Tamara aren't going to be able to talk about Jim Blue's no, case absolutely not. Yeah. on the show. And that is, like, the shit I want to hear about. Like, that's but what I want to hear But there's a about. lot with, like, the fourth wall and the cameraman and all this stuff with... Um, the housewives specifically, because remember Candy and Todd met when Todd was part of the crew working on the Real Housewives Atlanta. Um, one of the things that was like really interesting that we heard when we went to the Tribeca TV festival was that like when they, when Luann had a tryst with the pirate, it was like somebody that, it was a sound guy who they had just randomly hired and they didn't know that he spoke French. So they weren't kind of filming anything. He had the sound on because the producer was like, we're listening at all times. The sound guy spoke French and he was like, you guys need to get a camera. You guys need to get a camera. Um, they're saying this in French and no, none, of the, none of the Bravo staff from America could speak French. So he was translating for them and they were like, oh my gosh, we have to get this on camera. <laughs> so there's a weird interaction that we don't get to see as viewers totally. between the production staff, the camera crews, the sound guys. And the actual stars of the show. But there's a lot going on back there. Maybe there needs to be a show about, like, you know, production and them. RuPaul has it. It's called Untucked. And oh, so I it's, that. Yeah, it's, like, with the staff. And, like, after we're not shooting anymore and everybody's just kind of relaxed. And, yeah. and they shoot that kind of scene. You don't have that for Bravo. It would be interesting if they did do something like that. Totally. Yeah. I mean, and it was really eye-opening, to- like, hearing Andy and this Lisa woman kind of talk about, like, the nitty-gritty on the inside of these shows and how production really does you know, play a huge role as, like, kind of like a character. Even, like, right. the locations. They were saying, like, you know, after season three, like, all the Bethany Jill shit was, like, really toxic for the New York franchise where they had to kind of add the new girls to come in and freshen it up. Right. But they said they couldn't get location agreements for any of the places they wanted to go. Ramona's been trying to go to Aspen yes. for years. <laughs> and they keep denying it. But, uh, like, why I kind of brought that up was maybe it was somebody that Michael had gotten a little bit familiar with. Maybe he did think it was a flirtation thing and maybe he took it a step further and maybe the cameraman was like whoa 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 whoa, no like I was just being friendly with you I work with you I shoot your wife like there are so many different scenarios that could have happened that that factor of them and like the relationship between the staff and who's on air it comes into play like this is significant totally I can't wait to see how this turns out yeah so we're coming to the end of the episode let's just break down what was your favorite moment from the Bravo lineup this week so, I knew this question was going to come up, and I wouldn't <laughs> say that there was one particular. However, we were kind of talking about Real Housewives of Atlanta and how the women there, I mean, they have a crazy dynamic, but one show that I kind of, like, barely kept on the outskirts and never really paid attention to was Married to Medicine. Hands down, the best. I'm telling you. So, last season, I had j- only watched the finale, And I was like, this is intense. There's a lot here. This is very heavy. I need to watch this show. (laughs) But on the Bravo app, like, they don't actually have, like, from the beginning, the season one. And it's like, it says season one, but it's actually, like, season three. So I'm like, eh, I can't get into it. So this week I decided to watch all of the most recent season. These are, like, educated, articulate, Mm -hmm. professional women that have an actual friendship. That have an actual bond that support each other, that uplift each other. Quad's going through a divorce with her husband blatantly cheating on her. Oof. And the other women have had 
relate like relationships with the husbands having affairs and they've come and kind of worked through it. So it's about these sisters like really helping each other. And I'm telling you, it's like a breath of fresh air in the Bravo world, which I feel like Beverly Hills is Beverly Hills is like trying to stay above water. OC is sinking to the bottom. New York was like a gem of all gems. <laughs> the <Right>. best house <laughs> life season I think today. But Married to Medicine is like the hidden gem that I've found this week that it just made me say like Ah, uh, there's still much more for me on Bravo. Well, like, I kind of find, you know, it's obviously in Atlanta too. So right. I kind of find it better than the Real Housewives of Atlanta. There's a definitely yeah. more substance. The much drama, more. the characters are so, you know, just intelligent and insane. And you hear them say these monologues, and it's just every single word that comes out of their mouth is like a poem. Like quad, like makes yeah. literally zero sense. And they have Happy that talk. long southern draw, oh. girl, and they talk like this. But they're all, yeah. you know, smart women. And there's just like, kind of like an air of class around them. And then Dr. Yeah. Heavenly, who, you know, is really struggling. And she's like, you know what? I'm going to therapy because yeah. I am. I'm too angry. Yeah. I'm too angry. <laughs> My yo mama jokes like are getting a little aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> But I've always said this about Bravo shows. They're so much better when the cast is actually friends. Shots of Sunset, there's so much there. There's so much in the dynamic. Southern Charm, there's so much history. There's so much dynamic. Married to Medicine is that type of format because a lot of the housewife show have turned into, we're casting these women, we're forcing them to hang out together. They don't even have genuine friendships. There's no, like, background. That's why I think New York has a step above the other housewives is because... They have been filming for many years together. They've yeah. known each other for many years. Because Dorinda knew all the women for many years. Sonia knew the women for many years. It wasn't like some new girl like Gina who just moved into the neighborhood and we're going to throw into the mix. That doesn't create this dynamic that we yeah. need for housewives. So Married to Medicine, these women have like known each other, known their husbands, know their family struggles. And it's just been like the highlight highlight for me. And there's also like that internal conflict of the wife of a doctor and then the yes. doctor. Yeah. And that in itself is so yeah. raw and is kind of messed up. Like in the most recent episode they were doing, you know, doctors were versus, you know, spouses. Yeah. And like that's kind of hard to constantly be the spouse of the doctor, to never be like the doctor is like, you know, the prize possession in the relationship. So I think that also plays a huge role. And you see like, you know, Toya like Toya can't compare to Jackie. Toya is bowing to Jackie. She's like, you know what? I'm going to her little fitness party, and I'm going to behave. Yeah. Because I'm not getting kicked out again from her party. And you know what? It's interesting to see how she kind of, like, you know. And, but you have, like, Contessa's daughter was literally choking on camera. (laughs) And, like, she stopped what she was doing, turned her over, patted the back, did the mouth sweep, and she's like, oh, it's nothing. That is not normal. Yeah. I'm like, you've got like superwoman <laughs> reflexes. How did anybody else? That's what, that, that's real. That's real. Because other, any other person would have been panicking, 911. They wouldn't have been known what to do. She was like, so, let's get back. Yeah. <laughs> I need to get into like the old season because I'm sure it's just as good as it is and this th- season. This is Contessa's second season and I think she's really stepping it up. Obviously, first season is always really hard when you come on like right. an ensemble cast show. Yeah. Especially when you're like not as aggressive as the other women. Like, and she stepped away from medicine too. And so it's good mm-hmm. to see her like, look, I can't step away from it. Like she yeah. still does it. And so that's been really interesting. Um, but the other women are so sophisticated. Jackie, I mean, oh. she's sophisticated. She's like the my epitome. idol. 
Simone, too. Like, just the way that she talks. Like, Cecil. I just love hearing these women. I love it, honey. Give me more. <laughs> I think my favorite moment of the week was the introduction of Bravo Play-By-Play. Oh. I know. Okay. So, it's the new show hosted by Jerry O'Connell, oh. which, side note, it was the morning of, like, the debut of his show, and I'm, like, walking to work and, like, through the Oculus, like, in downtown Manhattan, and I see him, and so I, like, take my headphones out, and I'm like, hey, Jerry, like... Good luck on your show tonight. Like, I'm so <laughs> excited for you. Yeah, yeah. And then he was like, great, thanks so much. Let's take a selfie. Wow, he and said it. So I, was I like, saw the photo, obviously, but I didn't know he said it. So he said that. I was like, okay. And so I'm, like, fumbling with my phone, and I was, like, listening to a podcast. And he goes, what are you listening to, 30 Seconds to Mars? And I was like, what? Uh, no. And, like, I'm not a selfie person. Like, that's, like, yeah, not yeah. my thing. That's not me either. It was, no like, 8.30 a.m., like, in a crowded commuter uh. area. And I'm literally taking a selfie with Jerry O'Connell. <laughs> I was like, and actually, Only in New York. It kind of, like, looked cute, but then he was like, you better post that on Instagram. You better post that and tag me. And I was like, chill. Like, all right, chill, all right. Chill, like, chill. Like, Which, by the way, you didn't even post it and tag me. You only put it on your story. <laughs> I know. I'm like, babe, you're not getting, like, full page. I'm just, <laughs> I don't even know how that can be a highlight. I will say that, like, Three out of the four men on that show clearly don't watch Bravo. Definitely. Clearly. Because they were looking at their notes all the time. They wanted to, like, make little, like, oh, I made sure to have my Ramona Pino Grigio. Like, yeah. I made sure to do the... Um, no. Like, that's not organic, right? Totally. And also, when they're talking about their favorite part of the week, all of them had to look at notes and, like, oh, yes, Vicky from Orange County. Like, have you seen any episodes of Orange County? Like, <laughs> yeah. We know Jerry has, we know, like, yeah. but, and I get it, a lot of Bravo fans don't like my, Michael Rappaport, but if you had Michael Rappaport and Jerry O'Connell, that's that genuine, yeah. like, these men watch it. Totally. These three guys, were they no fine? way. Although I didn't even know Dave Holmes was gay, but, like, awesome. I, this, I found it out during the episode. <laughs> like, that's great. They had these popcorn and pretzel Bowls, like bowls in front no of them. I was like, eating them. You're not eating them. This is not like a football game. <laughs> well, that's kind of how they're making it. Like they try they, to make it seem like it. So they advertised the show in the beginning, like prior to actually. Oh, like, real, real men, men watch Bravo. Bravo. I said, Bravo was built on the backs of gay men. If they Thank got, you. if they think the whole that, culture, exactly. Thank you. They think, oh, these four guys are now going to come around, and because now finally real men. So who else was watching? Oh, were, were gay, gay men, men not real yeah, men? Fake men? I don't no. think so. So it's bullshit. And you know yeah. what? I think. Andy Cohen, like, is, I love him, obviously, like, but I do think he's, like, a little bit anti having someone who can maybe outshine him. Like, 100%. He would, like, Amy Phillips, she's amazing, she's been doing stuff on Bravo, there's literally no reason she hasn't been given a show, and yet Jerry O'Connell, like, comes up out of the woodwork and, you know, gets a With show. With Michael Yo, like, Brendan yeah. Shaw, I mean, they're, like, on podcasts like Rogan. they're not yeah. on, like... Bravo podcast. Totally. You know, like, they're not giving their expertise on anything Bravo, yeah. for sure. So then you put them on a TV show, and you expect Bravo fans to think that they watch it? Like, no way. Also, they're Bravo Jerry's fans, friends, like, you know, are obviously majority women, and we're, like, like loyal listeners to different podcasts. We're loyal viewers of shows. Like, we've seen The Housewives <laughs> from episode one every single franchise. Mercedes no matter how Bethany's much we hate it. Therapist name. <laughs> Like, too easily. <laughs> yeah, like, but, like, they're on Hulu, for crying out exactly. loud. You know what I mean? So, like, when I'm bored, you better believe I'm pushing 
Beverly Hills, season one, episode one, <laughs> meeting Lisa Vanderpump for the first time, having this nostalgia and loving every minute of it. Hell Are, yeah. is, is Dave Holmes a Michael Yo? <laughs> no, no. Absolutely not. They're asking their fiancés, wives, husbands, totally. what's going on, because they got invited to be on this show, and they're trying to like pawn it off like they're true fans. And no, no, not really. It's not <laughs> happening. I'm not believing it. On the most recent episode of Stassi Schroeder's podcast, Straight Up with Stassi, she was on with her boyfriend, Bo, who mm-hmm. like I am in love with, I think. like I, too, think I need to find a Bo. But, anyways, she was saying, she was like, Bo needs to go on play-by-play. He has to go on play-by-play. So I'm like, that's just a matter of time. We need real people on play-by-play. Like, real people that actually watch Bravo. Exactly. Because those three guys don't watch Bravo. You know what I mean? So get Jerry O'Connell, Michael Rappaport. We'll have Bo as a guest judge because I don't think he knows as much as beyond, like, the L.A. people. He said, like, he knows Vanderpump Rules and Real Housewives of New York from the beginning. So I'm like, you know what? Oh, that's that's great. Great start. And he loved it, which I'm but see, you can't go, you can't start with New York. Like, if I was, like, with a guy and I was like, okay, I have to, like, slowly ease him into my world, like, I'd probably start with, like, I mean, to be honest, season one of New Jersey is just tremendous television. It's intense. And it's so short that it's like the perfect little aperitif for like a Real Housewives of New York where it's like meet Jill Zarin, meet Bethany, meet you know, Kelly Ben Simone. There's so much there. But the thing is like you cannot be a Real Housewife fan and not even acknowledge the great amazing cast that was Miami that oh, got cut God. far too short. A totally. DC, I agree with. One hit, one season wonder, cut them off. That's like, a long they were they painful. Had to go. They were painful. Miami was pure gold, and we need to get more of that. We need more of these Latinas, Alexia, Leah, Lisa, Marisol, like Karen. all these women were great. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, but do, do any of the men on Playmate Play know that no. Miami even had a franchise? Absolutely not. Probably not. No way. And I doubt any of them watch Potomac. Oh, no. And they could no. all say their comments about Leanne and Dallas. I'm like, oh, shut no, up. No, they've never seen up. gallery girls. They've never seen LA <laughs> shoes. We have put Brad- in work. We have put in work, okay? Yeah. Like, don't tell me that you deserve a TV show when we have blood, sweat, and tears <laughs> watched every episode. And I just want to put a one-man petition to bring back the people's couch because Hell, that yeah. was Bring back great. Destiny. Bring back Julia. The, Julie love and Randy. them. Love oh. them. Destiny Farade into Shaw's. Like, that's great. Where are all the other cast members? That's what we're looking for. And somebody had mentioned in one of the Bravo Facebook groups that there has yet to be a gay Bravo show. There was Meet Me at the Abbey. There were, like, older ones, I think. There was, like, a uh, date. There was, like there was a, a workout ones, but they, um, they weren't, like, primarily, like, gay on. life. Yeah. And, like, how that's happening. Why not? Andy. Interesting. What's up? There's so much culture there. I mean, there is, but there's also, that comes with a lot of slack. You know, I mean, we're open New Yorkers who are open true. to that type of stuff. Very true. But very middle America, true. you know, you throw a couple, you know, a group of gay people. A couple queens. Yeah, a couple queens on screen. But then if you look at Pose on FX, yeah. is the, like, the most, high one of the highest rated shows on FX, it got a season two, the cast is either gay or trans, like all of it. And it's been amazing. It's about the history of gay culture in New York City, 80s club culture. But still, nonetheless, like it's possible to do it totally. if you have like the right cast, the right format, the right pitch. Like, 
And I'm waiting for it, and I'm here for it. I mean, I wonder if RuPaul ever, like, tried to get onto Bravo. I feel like that would kind of go hand-in-hand hand with each other. I don't like, in know. The beginning. I, in the beginning. In the beginning, yeah. maybe. But, you know, a lot of cast members have come out lately saying that, like, RuPaul's all business. And, like, she came up in, like, 80s when it was hard to just be open and be gay and be proud. You know, she's yeah. created this culture for it. But people like Pearl Liaison have said that, like, no, she tried to, like, have a one-on-one with RuPaul, and RuPaul was like, honey, unless the camera's not on, don't bother saying it, because it doesn't matter. Oh. And so, it's like, RuPaul knows these things. She's in the culture. She grew up in the culture. She helped create the culture. So, it's hard to, like, kind of bring that to, like, mainstream culture. She's done a lot with it, with RuPaul's Drag Race, VH1, got a few Emmys, um... Bravo needs that. Bravo needs something like that because, uh, like we said, like most of your audience is women and like the LGBTQ community. Like, totally. let's get in on that. So, let's cash in on it. That's it. Well, that brings us to the end of the show. Mercedes, thank you so much for being the guest on my inaugural show. Um, and thanks so much for listening to Bravo Happy Hour. If you love the show, be sure to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. And while you're at it, be sure to follow Bravo Happy Hour on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and anywhere else, you know, that has an at sign. Um, be sure to tune in to next week for more of your favorite Bravo related news. And don't forget, Bravo isn't a guilty pleasure. It's a lifestyle. Hey! Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.